Oh god. I okay, which one of these is actually like Clap sake! We don't need one of those. <laughs> You're god right, we need neither. Right. One out of two We're good and fifty percent. Yeah. We're not. God. My fucking leg hurts, man. Like I don't give a shit about like being hurt or having a herniated disc or anything, but like I, and I try to not think about it as much as I can, but god damn it, this shit like actually like just will get in my way sometimes and I'll be like, you know what? Never mind, I guess we're paying attention to you now. Welcome to the I'll Discuss Anything podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Aaron. I'm Jeff. I'm Sarah. Bah! I'm Reed. <laughs> I was hoping you would just leave and, it at uh, the And we, we're doing this podcast episode right after the last podcast episode, which I think is, uh, I think it's going to be eight. It's either going to be seven or eight. I'm not really sure which one it's going to be. I, I think I'm, I think I'm dropping one of the recordings that we had because the recording, some of the stuff we recorded was a little bit revealing. Like I know, Ooh, I know that I know the. Well, yeah. straight up murdered Aaron, yeah. brought him back to life. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Necronomicon. It, I know the whole thing is that you know I'll discuss anything, but it wasn't my reveals that were like the thing that I'm trying to keep. It was somebody else was drunk and they said some things and I'm pretty sure they would rather not, you know, they'd yeah, rather the not have me on the sober, internet. Aren't they? It's a me, wasn't it? It's a me, Fuck. Mario. Uh, but yeah, so I think I think this is going to be seven or eight. I'm not really sure yet. But uh, Jeff, you said you wanted to start us off. What do you What do you got? Okay, well, so fuck. And also recently, uh, you had told me that you were planning on getting back into D and D, uh, and just to start things off. Uh, well, I say D&D, just tabletop in general, I assume. Tabletop RPGs, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, just to start things off, um, why, uh, like... I can already feel this is going to be out... a far more relaxed podcast than the last one. I mean, probably just yeah, a little yeah. bit. I mean, we're not drinking beer, so... Yeah, yeah. We didn't start <laughs> off with porn. I mean, say, speak for yourself. We didn't yeah. start off with hentai, and we didn't continue with beer. What's so, wrong, man? You don't want to talk <clears throat> about smegma anymore? Oh, mate, I don't mm. give a shit if you want to talk about smegma, but that's, that's not what I'm planning. I love you. You could have wait. right on top of my <laughs> list of things to talk about. I want to talk about smegma. Smeg Mario. I'm about to talk some shit about just okay. Okay, okay sorry, sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm, li I'm listening. I'm Delete listening. Delete the What's, whole. Start the question. Start again? over. You're right, Patrick so, and he's Aaron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> start all over. Start all directing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. And Jeff is me. If we cut everything out, it's fine. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, what anyway, are you even so talking about cuts aside. The the start off question is. Why did you get out of D and D in the first place, or why Time. did you? Why do you feel you wanted to get out of D and D in the first place? Because you and I have had a few conversations about this. Bitch, I ain't even talking to you. Oh, we'll go off. around the table for God's sake. That's actually that's actually an interesting question. I think <laughs> I think I've got I think I've got a lot of answer to lots of answers to oh, those, and I'm not sure how many of those well, are uh, how many of those are you know correct. Are, are we talking about D and D in general? Are we talking about tabletop RPGs? We're just talking about tabletop RPGs. I just oh. keep using D and D because it's it's the best term to. Why did I get out of tabletop RPGs? I, I feel like I have a really big. I have I have this really big internal pressure on myself to tell a story that I think that is good and that I think that is time. No, it's not time actually. You have enough time to tell a good story. Uh, well. Mm -hmm. Time. That really depends on the people. Time. But I think Time. that... I, th I think I have a really big pressure on myself to tell, like, a story that I think actually matters and I think is different or I think is uh, better than something 
something that's already made. You know, I, I want to, I want to basically, I mean, look, let's be honest. I, it's basically like, I want to write my own book and I don't want it to be a fucking repetition of somebody else's. But the problem being that there's, like Reed said, time's a huge issue and getting people to play in a game is difficult. I mean, people don't have, you know, the right amount of, they, they don't have the right scheduling or if I want to be really serious about a tabletop role-playing game and I really want to do a game that's all role-play and we're basically telling a book and there's basically, you know, combat whenever it's need be, but most of the time we're just going to be sitting around a table doing dialogue, then I want to get the people that I feel are, like, have shown me their best in the past and, like, and, and are really good at acting and can, th that make me feel like we're, we're acting together around a table. We're just acting like these different people and having a, having a grand old time. And it essentially becomes a stage play all at my, all at my table. Uh, and I mean, those people just aren't available. I mean, they're, they're just, they're really not. Um, so I guess, I guess that comes into time. And then other than that, it comes to you. I mean, how many times have you written something and then looked at it and then said, oh, this is shit. You, you know, you, uh, yeah, I, he's I, being I really hard about. on himself. He writes good shit, by the way. Uh, I'm, you know, it had been in many of his campaigns. They're awesome. Just FYI to all the listeners out there, anyone who wants to DM. I mean, that that doesn't. Uh, this is you're being very hard on yourselves. Uh, anybody out there who DMs, you're being very fucking hard on yourself. Everybody loves to play. I mean, just. I just mean, do do what you want to do, and then everybody will have a good time. Uh, I mean, well, actually, I, I I would disagree with that. I mean, Aaron, you clearly wanted to say something, so you go ahead. But. Uh, it's like the scene in Despicable Me where uh, Gru is like pointing yeah, at one of the kids' toys. You're gonna have to talk toys. that out to me because I haven't seen the fucking movie. Come yeah, on. me neither. You have to tell <laughs> me. Hey, man, context. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, main character bad guy points at the, like little girl's toys and is like, "You like this? This is garbage." Like. That's how I feel as a GM when people actually like my sessions. No, that's the exact opposite of what you're saying, because you'd be like, you like this thing, it's garbage, versus what I like. It's... I think I think Reed's got a point. When it comes to <laughs> when it comes to players, I think the act of playing a tabletop RPG already is exciting enough for tons of people. Mm. And that that honestly is plenty for them. Yeah. Telling a story that matters comes secondary for people who play the game. Telling a story that matters comes firsthand to people who are too hard on themselves. Yeah, and uh, exactly. And God, do I wish that I had gone to college for film. I like, mean, I wish I had gone to trade school. Where, yeah. So, I, God, I, I wish I had performed. Please, I want a career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, letters. I um. Yeah, I, I was talking to this about. I was talking about this to a friend recently. Who he went to college for accounting, and I went to college for IT. And God, do we both wish we had gone to college for either graphics design or film? We both, as kids in middle school and high school, made films together for fun. We made graphics for fun on the internet for people for free. Like we were just like a basically, you know, freshman high school prodigies making these like you know professional grade graphics for whoever wanted them for absolutely free because we enjoyed doing it. It was just very fun and we wish that we had gone to college to do that now. Uh, I made uh, animation 
in my web design class on PowerPoint. Instead of doing web design, yeah, yeah, I just fucked around on PowerPoint and made animations, quote unquote, with stick figures. Yeah, you know, uh, and it was fun finding out uh, how to screw with the program to make it do something you didn't want it to do. It is though, You're yeah, right. yeah, that's fun. Learning how to do a it. new yeah. skill is like a lot of fun. I mean, but uh, we're getting off topic. I, are we? Yes. I mean, we're all creative. Yeah. I mean, we're we're actually not all that far off topic. I know, I know, but well, I don't want to get us. I don't want to get us too far. Well, no okay, way. then, uh, if if you don't want to get us too far, that actually brings us around. It brings me around to my response to Reed's Reed's question earlier. Yeah, Reed's inference, I should say. Um, oh. You said, uh, you said everybody loves playing RPGs. No, that's well, that's not true. It, well, it, yeah, the people who I, like I understand playing RPGs. It, was, it was an overgeneralization, but yeah. I don't think Patrick actually enjoys playing RPGs. I think Patrick is there for the story, which well, is fine. No, I mean, he plays RPGs. He enjoys playing RPGs, but he's completely different from his GM side. He wants to goof around, which annoys people that GM for Patrick because he wants to go full-on balls-to-the-wall insane crazy person because he doesn't have to be uh you know in the structure of it he wants to be unstructured for a for a minute you know it really right? depends uh, it really depends okay it i'd agree with that i fucking like, lied I, I, I think no no i think i think you're 50 50 on that I, th I think you're right uh a lot of the times when I play tabletop RPGs, I like to play. Silly. Yeah, I like to play something that's a little bit silly because it's freeing to not be in that structure. Could you not do that, please? Oh, I, I, I just I thought it wasn't supposed to be there. No, no, so that's faded. all. That's all supposed to be there, <laughs> oh, and we're trying apologies. to keep as much of this being faded as possible. We have a picture of it, but if the most of this that we could keep you, from getting faded, the better. My apologies. I did not mean to fuck up your. Yeah. Mouth. It, well, I mean, it's okay. Uh, we're talking about a Warhammer uh, field that's like below us as we do this uh, tabletop session. By the way, Unless I mean a lot of it's faded, a lot of it's gone. As but... big a nerds as we are, there's also a lot of numbers. Yeah, Warhammer 40k is a uh, tabletop war game that we play occasionally, and we've got a, we got a little field down dry here. erase. Yeah, it's all dry erase, so I mean it's really easy to erase, but. We're trying to keep this as in good condition as we can. I mean, honestly, if it if it gets erased by somebody's elbows, who fucking cares? But just don't, you know, vomit uh, on purpose. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I thought it wasn't supposed to be there. I was like, here, let me fix this. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it's so it was no, so much more faded than the rest of the yeah. line. There's clearly a line, a zigzaggy line. I think I doing? think that when I play tabletop RPGs, I like to play something that's a little bit uh, a little bit best regimented, or I like to play somebody who's very regimented, and like somebody who the DM can rely on to follow the plot, follow whatever threads there are, and have an interest into absolutely anything that ever comes up. And Why? That's usually that's usually when I'll play a paladin or like a cleric or a warlock or something. Something I think that the DM's got a lot of inference to. So it sounds like you like rule rules heavy games when you are no. actually playing no. the character. No, it doesn't. No, I don't give a shit about the rules heavy. I give a shit about whether or not the DM's going to talk to me and tell me, "Hey, your deity says blank." So narrative consistency. Yeah, narrative consistency, narrative heavy. Is that you know, is that almost fourth wall breaking that you care so much about the game itself? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say it is. I, I think that I think that caring a lot about the game itself is obviously going to be kind of fourth wall breaking because you can, 
It depends how well the DM does, but if the point is to not deny the premise from an out-of-game perspective, and then in the game it's, you know, my character would deny the premise, then I've got to, as a player, just turn my character around and then have him make some character development in which he believes that he shouldn't deny the premise. And that comes back around to being a player problem, and then I have to make some fun things about my player to be, or my character, to make a reason as to why he wouldn't deny the premise. Uh, Noah's a master of this art, actually. Noah's the kind of guy who, if he if he plays a game and he thinks his character would deny the premise in something, he will immediately come up with some sort of like some sort of excuse from his backstory for that character. To not yeah, for that character to not deny the premise. Yeah. And uh, and honestly, it's 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 masterful to watch him work on that. He uh, he has he's very good at that. So this this actually uh, brought up another question. Um, so you guys seem to to like delineate heavily between like the GM being a player and then the actual players of the game being a player. Yeah, like NPCs. Uh, are you talking about him being a player? Do you consider the GM a player of the game, or do you just consider them the GM? Is I it consider it, it, them mostly a GM? Okay, so why? I mean, they're they're still there to have fun. Hell, they're. It's easy to it's easy to point at them and say that's the one who is facilitating this fun the most. Why would you go out of your way to pull them out of the batch of players as pe- as far as like people to be concerned about having fun? You know, actually, I want to hear Sarah's opinion on this. Sarah, as far as <laughs> her eyes got Why? so wide, <laughs> Sarah, as far as, as far as the DM or the GM being a player, and then the the people who are playing characters as players. Do would you say that you would separate GM and players into two, two separate categories, or are they all just people playing the game? Um, yeah, I don't have any experience as a GM, so mm-hmm. this is one-sided. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they should all be included, but differently, because obviously the GM is not going to be able to do some of the things that a player does, and they have. Uh, more information as to what's going to happen or what might happen as far as the story goes. So it's not quite the same discovery. So they're mutually exclusive. Yeah. But, at the very I mean, end. at the same time, the DM doesn't know what the characters are going to do, what the players are going to do. Mm-hmm. So there is still that surprise and that um, that edge that the characters have in a way that the DM's not going to have. So they're, they feed off of each other if it's a good system. Or if yeah, it's, if a, it's a, a little bit of game. Yeah. yeah. I I'd, I'd agree with Sarah, but I I would agree with you, but I disagree with you. <laughs> I think is what I'm okay. gonna say. He I wants uh, to know. agree. I um. There's a lot more Yang in this situation. I think I think that Jeff's. You know what? I want to hear Aaron's first. I'll I'll, I'll explain my situation let's, afterwards. Let's go around the circle. Yeah, I want to hear I want to hear the table's it. opinion on this before I give mine because I think that my opinion is probably gonna be a lot different than everybody else's opinion. No and shit. It's probably not going to be what people... It'll probably be either the most interesting for the podcast, or it'll be the one that... The saddest. <laughs> it'll be the one that like separates the most from the rest of the table. So I, I want to... It's obvious Jeff's opinion on this, so I want to hear Aaron's opinion on this, since he's DM'd before. You DM'd uh, I'd say they're very different. Uh, they require very different skills. They require different amounts of prep. Um, 
yeah, I would just say they're very different. That's not the question. Some versus not a lot. Keep going. Uh, that's yeah. That's not that's not the question. So, um, Jeff, please reiterate. Okay. Do you consider the GM a player? No. Why? Um. I don't know. I I feel like they are there to run the game that the others play. Uh, it's a shitty response, I know, but. So they're more like working a job, and the players are more like feeding. It's more like mother's milk. You know, it's it's more like uh, fucking. You treat them the same as you treat your, you know, graphics card. Yeah. GM's job is to do a job, and the player's job is to enjoy the GM's job. I guess that's how I feel about it when it comes to me as a GM. Uh, I, I feel I don't feel like a player. I feel like I am there to make something that I think would be really fun for everyone else to experience. Okay. Yeah. So what about uh, you, Reed? Reed, you're I mean, last unless on you've the... got something to follow on, I'm, I'm uh, just fair. Uh, I'm I, trying to cut anybody off. Really. Uh, I would say I feel differently about when other people GM, though. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I see, when I am a GM, I see others' fun as more important than my own. Mm. You can go, Reed. Uh, yeah. I guess on some level, yes, they are the uh, the, the NES we are all playing. I mean, it's, it's not really fair to the GM. More like a PC Unless, or like a fucking uh, uh, Atari or something. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's way more archaic than the NES. I hate what, to say it, but that might be more me, right. Whatever. I'm just thinking in my head of like <clears throat> NES. And I'm you like, are you are the computer that we're all playing. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. GMs with that. Yeah. in general. Like you are, you uh, you present the situation. You are the you, processor. You are the processor. You present the situation. You run all the calculations. You figure out what's going to happen, and everyone has fun. Hopefully, you as well. It is kind of a computer and user it type really situation, is. isn't it? It literally is. There's like almost no other way to do it unless like unless the GM is literally having fun, just enjoying, you know, their players. Well, modules. In general. Misery, like if you enjoy. So you're saying like if it's DM versus the players. If it's then. DM versus the player, that's like really helpful. If DMs enjoy that, like. Uh, I don't recommend doing that. No, <laughs> no one does. No one does. No one does. Hopefully, no one does. I'm just saying, like uh, the DMs, they present something challenging, but it shouldn't be so challenging that they just are getting short and fraud from the players fucking failing. You know. They will, though. DMs, I mean, DMs they will. Yeah, of well, course. Mean, they're sadists that exist. Of course. I'm just saying, like, you want you want to challenge the play, Like, the healthy middle ground is that you want to challenge the players without destroying them. In other cases, you want to destroy them because they shouldn't have done that fucking shit they did. I, I feel like that would be what comes up in, like, those uh, Gary Gygax yeah, but like dungeons, uh, like uh, I don't want to. I don't the, want anything a part of that. Uh, the, yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, the tomb of horrors tomb of or whatever. Horrors, mansions of madness. Kind of Nothing that involves. Uh, about the tomb of annihilation. That as well. Whichever one that right at the beginning of the first hallway has a thing you have to put your arm in. I seem to recall uh, oh. you did that. You tomb don't of have horrors. to. But you can, and it will cut your arm off. Yeah. I seem to recall you did that Tomb of Horrors. Yeah, I did, but in a and different I, setting. Yes, of course. We were uh, pretending to be in a dungeon. It was awesome, actually. But also, uh, I uh, got trapped in a, in a cave. 
See, that's my that's my reaction that I wanted on my players. Though it was awesome, actually. But I mean, was, I gave them some shitty thing, and it was yeah. awesome, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that summarizes your games pretty well. Okay, I everything was terrible, but it was awesome, though. Okay, <laughs> my um my my opinion on this is that GMs aren't players. And much like Reed said, they're very much the computer that people play off of. I think that we're just sitting there being a simulation machine while other people other people work off of us. I, I think that the when a player brings something up, though, that you, instead of a computer, you'll be better than a computer and you'll actually feel their emotions. You'll feel what it is that they want. And then you can manipulate your own processing to make it a little bit better and better for the players. And so you can on the fly make things better. Kind of like how an artificial intelligence would do or something. When it comes to other people... Actual intelligence. Yeah. When it comes to actual GMs, other GMs playing, I get I get insanely disappointed. I, I have a bad time. I, I don't like playing in other people's games because either they don't facilitate role-playing... It has a lot to do with a lot of the people playing most of the time, but I feel like the most at home that I could ever feel in a tabletop RPG would be just a play on stage. And if, you know, if there's one guy rolling dice telling us who wins this fucking stage fight, then that would be just fine. But my roots are in acting. I, I did so much acting in the past, and at this point, I really miss that. And I'd, I'd like to go back to it. I don't think that tabletop completely brings that back, but it gives me enough as a person to think I'm still honing that skill. I'm still, I'm still, you know, taking the whetstone to the blade and uh, making it a little bit sharper every now and again, or at least keeping it as sharp as it was. Uh, shall I fucking embarrass you? Go ahead. All right. Well, you know, like maybe at some point I want to DM. Mm-hmm. I have myself to uh, to compare you to, and it seems uh, you have me to compare yourself yes, to. Yes, exactly, and it seems insurmountable. I I would disagree, and <laughs> I don't think so. that I, I would disagree, and I don't think that that's fair to yourself or anybody else. I think that the best games I've ever played with were uh, you as a GM. So yeah, but I don't think that that's fair. I think that everybody's DMing style is different. Everybody has a different type of player that's going to enjoy them. Everybody's going to have... And and who knows how much the amount that you are friends with another person actually has to do with it. I mean, it might just be you're best friends with this person, therefore you're going to enjoy their DMing more because you know that you like them. You love them as a person. So they could be the worst GM in the fucking world and you still love them as a person and they're very important to you, so who fucking cares? I respond to that. Yeah. Uh, no. Go ahead. Yeah, no, Sarah, Sarah first. Sarah piped <laughs> oh, up first. Oh, Can we get somebody back buzzing back in on the buzzer? My girlfriend piped <laughs> in. Oh, family feud, motherfuckers. I will say my first gaming experience was before I knew anybody in the actual campaign other than my brother who got me into it. Yeah. And that was when I first met Jeff, but I didn't know him. I only knew my brother, and I knew some other people because they were acquaintances. Okay. And I still enjoyed that game a lot. A, a lot of the uh, things that I reference in my mind to what campaigns I do now, I pulled from that. Yeah. So it's, it's not because, necessarily from my standpoint, it's not because you like the people 
you may want to make them feel better about themselves because, hey, you did a thing, congrats. But it's also, you can still get something from it, even not knowing them. And before Jeff does his thing, I, I have to uh, I have to admit that I think that, I think that, and I don't think that, I know that I'm wrong. It's not a matter of being right about this. This is just a matter of opinion. And it can be wrong from anybody's perspective. The way that I facilitate RP, the way that I facilitate gaming in general in tabletop RPGs is specific to the way that I like to play RPGs. It's specific to the fact that I like when me and Noah can sit here at a table and talk for 15 minutes in character back and forth to one another and have some deep conversation that ends up down the line five sessions later completely affecting a town on the other side of the continent. And that won't happen unless they go to that town. And then it becomes a quest thread. Whatever. Uh, it's just a... It's just a way of seeing the world through a lens that I know is just my lens. And I wouldn't tell anybody that they're, the way they do things is wrong because I think that Reed and Sarah are right. I think that whenever it comes down to is tabletop fun A or B, yes. You know, it's, it's fun because... Yeah, I know A or B, yes. But that was the joke. Uh, Sarah gave me a really weird look. The, uh, yeah, and it has to do with the fact that people are running for you and more the fact that you enjoy the game and the fact that just the way that it works more than you care about who's running, more than you care about what the story is, more than you care about who your character is. You like rolling dice, you like getting into a fantasy world, you like talking to other people and slight role play, you like going to the tavern and having a beer. And I think that that's very important to keep in mind that some people just have a different opinion on what they like out of RPGs. Uh, yeah. Jeff, uh, you were saying something. Okay, so when you brought up um, the amount of... Uh, you, you never know how much the amount that you enjoy the person you're playing with is actually affecting how you feel the games turn out. Does that matter? Okay. What? Okay. Does the amount that I enjoy who I'm playing with affect my enjoyment of the game? Um, no, no. More specifically, uh, you brought up that um, when when Reed was uh, flattering, um, uh, you got uncomfortable and you said, uh, "Hey, <laughs> you, you got uncomfortable and you said um, it, it that's unfair to you and to uh, I think you said everybody else, but that it doesn't matter the specific words in this particular case. What it boiled down to is you said that." You can't tell, uh, or people can't tell, uh, whether or not it's that they are wholly enjoying the game because it's a good game, or it's because they're playing with people they like. Yeah. Does that matter? Yeah. I mean, it's a why? It's a group activity. The whole design is to sit down with your friends, tell a story. You can do your acting thing because, like you, like you've already said, everybody enjoys different <clears throat> things about it. Some people show up for the tactical. I'll aspect. let everybody else speak. The only way I to speak. the only way to show that would be to record it, broadcast it, and see if everybody else likes it. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, what I'm talking about is, are you are you appealing to the masses? 
Sarah, could you stop the boy? Ninja oh. is playing with a screwdriver and is going absolutely mad batshit wild. He loves it. As a cat does. As a cat does. Like and do. we're back to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs> so what are you saying? Uh, wh what I'm saying is... Um, he seems to care about like that general. Hey, something can be objectively good. I don't. I don't want your opinion of me mucking up your opinion of my particular creative work. But my my idea is, why should it matter? Because you made the campaign knowing that his ass was going to be in a chair. Yep. So you have already catered the campaign to him. So in that's already affected your story. Incorrect. Um, you you haven't catered the campaign yet? Correct. Okay. How so? I I never cater my campaign to anyone. And I would have them more cater their characters to me more than I would have the campaign cater to them. But you just stated that you like to have 15-minute conversations with Noah where you end up in a philosophical conversation that changes a thing that happens in a different town inside the campaign world. And yeah, that would, it's that prefer Noah play, but yeah. that's completely random. That that's just a happenstance that has happened to me. It's still catering the game towards you and Noah. Happens. <coughs> it caters the game towards the facilitation. Okay, I disagree. On, on, anyone other anyone other than Noah could come in in that situation and do. So the what you're thing. asking is, would he play the same campaigns if he had if he had no choice on who he was playing? No, mainly what I'm asking is. Hey, Jeff, it's Patrick. Hey, so, uh, what are you doing? I am sitting at my house. You're sitting at your house. Okay, so nothing, I'm not, I'm not getting in the way of anything. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. Um, not, not really. Okay, so second point, I'd like to, I'd like to state that we're being recorded, but not in like a creepy way or anything. I've just got a microphone with me because I, I want to record this conversation because I, because I want to use it. Because I would like to wholeheartedly apologize about the podcast episode and the question you're asking the entire table and no one, not a single fucking person understands what you're asking and no one answers you. The yeah, yeah, I know. It's the fine. entire thing. I'm listening back and I'm like, how, dr I must be really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it was fine. Uh, I think it was largely Reed because Reed was was really really drunk, yeah. and he kept misinterpreting and then driving everybody off a fucking logical cliff that didn't actually have any logic behind it. That is definitely what's happening. Yes, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty much the best. I I don't even. <laughs> It's it's comedy. It's either comedy gold or frustration gold. I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> it probably a bit of both. I mean, I uh, I was getting frustrated, but not like that bad because I was like, I'm straight sober. I'm trying to talk to people who are very not. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It is the most frustrating conversation. So your question is <laughs> your question in this is separating separating artist from the art. It's basically like. You're saying, why should somebody's opinion of you affecting their opinion of your game matter to you at all? 
Yes. And that's, that's all you're trying to ask for like 15 minutes. Yep. <laughs> and, the, and the entire table flounders and comes back and then we throw it to Aaron and then Aaron answers not that question. And then... <laughs> And then it goes back to Reed, and then Reed, like you just said, answers not that question. We deviate more and more from what you're asking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was fine. Yeah, so I would like to, first off, I'd like to apologize, and then two, I'd like to just go ahead and answer the question. Because oh. I never do. I never... <laughs> In a one-hour recording, I never answer the fucking question. And, uh... I think that my answer is that uh, separating artist from art is just really important to me, and I think that it, uh, somebody's opinion of me shouldn't uh, affect their opinion of what I'm making. And then you bring up that they're playing in it anyways. You're going to have to cater it somewhat to them because they have these characters, and they're yep. in it. So... My response to that is, I should hope that the art that I create can cater to anyone. Uh, yeah, the the hope is that the art can, the, the thing that you're actually trying to work on can cater to anyone. And to some extent, like, even the things that you cater for other people will work, but the the actual medium that you're doing things in is a group medium everybody's involved and you're not the only one making the art is the point i was trying to get at yeah and the other people involved are both part artist and part audience from uh from from both standpoints which is which is where i was trying to actually end up going so the thing is while you uh, may want your art to stand on its own, the medium that you have chosen requires that you take both the audience and the other artists at the table into consideration. They also have to do the same for you. Yeah, you're essentially <laughs> never doing something alone. And, well, yeah, and it's, it's impossible. It's just, because it's, the, it's, it's just because of the chosen medium. Yeah, so you're saying that it would be better off if that's my actual concern, obviously, then I'd be better off writing a book or making a movie or something oh, where well, I don't have a, a, a literally a captive audience that is also writing the story with me. Oh, what I was trying to get at was that uh, while what you may want to do those things in order to get like that particular itch scratched for you, mm -hmm. um, the 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 particular thing is that um at the table you're always going to be partially catering to your audience your audience is also partially going to be shifting the actual viewpoint of what you're doing and you should be more okay with that because that's what this medium does and that's what this medium does damn well which is why i like this medium over things like writing a book and things like that is because it's, it's one of the only mediums where the artist can legitimately be surprised by the direction that a piece took. Yeah. Both before, during, and after. <laughs> you know you know what that means to me, like hearing you talk about that. What, that. what that comes off meaning to me is that it's... You'd make a damn good producer. I mean, probably. Yeah, like you're standing back there going, <laughs> okay, but 
I, I like where you're going with this, but remember, you're showing this to 13-year-olds. You can't put the rape scene full on the screen, you know, just complete penetration. We're going to get an R rating, and then no one's going to watch it. The, uh... You have yeah. to. You, you'd make a damn good producer of reminding people where they're actually standing, uh, and it's just people getting wrapped up in their own emotions about. Yeah, and, and like I said, I'm, I mean, the thing is, I, the the whole reason I actually wanted to get into that was, um, like the the question. Like I said, most of that ended up. Like what I what I originally asked was just a lead-in question, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we never got past the single follow-up question to the lead-in question, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why? Jesus, I know. I mean, I listened to it, man. I have I have listened to it. I'm doing the editing right now, and my God, I think I'm just gonna take this phone call and splice it right in the middle, like right around where it gets at its peak annoyance. And I'm just going to have, like, a static sound just clip into this phone call and then clip back out, go straight back into the annoyance. <laughs> no, it's like, like I said, it's it's 100% fine on on that thing. I, I firmly knew what I was getting into when I started it. Oh, well, God, actually, yeah. That's, that's not 100% true. I, I firmly knew what I was getting into about the third sentence that Reed actually said in that podcast. <laughs> yeah, and then you're, like, you're, like, you're like, wait a minute, hold the goddamn phone. <laughs> Never mind, we should not be talking about something this deep. <laughs> Like, we should not be talking about separation of art from artist and what that means to you at this table where, like, half the table is drunk. (laughs) Anyways, man, I just, I wanted to call and apologize. I had to to call and apologize. It's the most frustrating thing, and I can hear the frustration in your voice as we... (laughs) we continue talking through the conversation i can hear the the frustration i am so sorry oh like i said it's 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 not a big deal i uh and once again like it's it's not even really your fault i mean reed was just very drunk and was like leading everybody off a cliff and i was like but please no don't let him drive (laughs) (laughs) you'd rather be jesus take the wheeling Anyways, man, I appreciate you taking a phone call with me, uh, and I, man, I, I hope you get back on the podcast, and I, I hope that that conversation, that that absolute logical failure of a loop that we had going never happens again, and <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it's, like I said, it's no problem, and I've, I've got no problems coming back on the podcast. My main thing is just, like, I don't know when you're going to do it, but, like, anytime you want somebody to talk about, like, especially, like, RPG shit, because I will talk about that stuff for all day. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be into it. We can do a, a full episode talking about RG, RPG mechanics or something. Yeah, yeah. Any, anytime you want to talk about stuff like that, yeah, I'm more than happy to come back on. It's, it's like my bread and butter. So. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right, see you, man. See ya. Bye. So, uh, I guess back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, here we go, and there there we go. So why he seems to uh, put so much value or try to devalue the work that he actually does because it's his friends at the table versus some random person. Because that was, that was the thing. You said, this is great. And then he said, well, that's not fair, and I don't know how much your opinion of me is affecting your opinion of this game. I don't see why that matters. 
and I would like to know why he thinks that. Are you, asking if, are you asking if he could run the same campaign with three randos? No, I, I don't care about the actual individual actions that happen in the game. What I care that's about is... very important to what, the story. What, what, and that's fine. <laughs> what I care about is why Patrick feels it's important that your opinion of him not affect your opinion of the art. He's asking nobody's opinion affect his opinion of the art. Including me. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about his opinion. Once again, let's let Aaron have a let's let, let's let Aaron discuss this with Jeff for a second. I'm I, I'm actually interested to hear what Aaron has to say about this. So Aaron, if you could, uh, same question. Just, yeah, same question. So discuss discuss the exact same question that Jeff's asking you. Okay. So does uh d does a player's opinion of you uh, uh affecting their opinion of the game that you put together matter to you? Not really, as long as we all have fun in the end. Okay. But that's their opinion of it. No. This, no. Incorrect. <laughs> Does a player's opinion of you affect... Okay, say it again. D Does a player's opinion of you affecting their opinion of the game uh, matter to you? Yes. Yeah, that, yeah. that's what yeah, I Yeah, and, and, disagree, and Aaron disagrees. I, I think that uh, people will flatter you, people will... People will be nicer to you about something that's garbage, even if it's garbage, because they're having fun. And I believe that people can have fun through garbage. I've seen people enjoy pop rock. Uh, I've seen people enjoy pop punk. But I mean, do and it's garbage. <laughs> and it, it's just absolute garbage. I mean, you do enjoy bad movies. But movie, you don't right? enjoy yeah. creating garbage. Yeah, I don't. I don't enjoy creating garbage, and I don't. I don't enjoy creating something mediocre. And I've seen people enjoy things that are mediocre, and it, I dislike when people enjoy something that's mediocre. It it bothers me because I, as Aaron said earlier in a, in a couple of weeks ago when we watched uh, the Avengers Endgame, he said I have no suspension of disbelief. And I wholeheartedly disagree with that. If I had no suspension of disbelief, I would be, I would be arguing why Iron, Iron Man, Man can't fly. fly. Yeah, why Iron Man can fly, or why uh, Thanos is stronger than all of the Avengers and can fight them off. My suspension of disbelief ends after that. My suspension of disbelief is just lower than Aaron's. It's not that I have none. It's just that at some point, I'm going to say. All right, but this doesn't make any sense. I can't turn my brain off, and I can't stop trying to make a rational decision about things, or at least try to rationalize things that I see on screen or in a tabletop RPG. Um, I will say that I feel like your suspension of disbelief, uh, it raises and lowers depending on what your view of a thing is. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, my, I would say that's fair. My uh, my suspension of disbelief raises or lowers depending on the quality of the object that I'm looking at and how much it would like to have its quality appraised. Uh, I would say less the quality and more your perception of what you think that thing's quality is. So, like, for example, if you think the world of something, uh, like, like you absolutely love it, no matter if it is objectively good or bad, you will have a bit more suspension of disbelief. But if you look at something and you're like, I, I, like, I just don't like this, like, like you, like, like your suspension of disbelief lowers. 
You have I, more I, tolerance for the things that you like, essentially. He gets more nitpicky. I disagree. I, I disagree. I, because yeah. I disagree because I absolutely love Arnold Schwarzenegger's movie Commando. Mm -hmm. I love that thing. Ten out of ten on my scale. Like that's a perfect fucking movie for me. It's and it's garbage. It's absolute garbage. And if it were up to me to be some critical at the you know, some critic at the Emmys and Arnold Schwarzenegger's commando was up for, you know, an Emmy, I would fucking bomb that shit because it's terrible. It's an awful film that is just fun. And I love it. Uh, and that has a lot to do with the fact that it goes and falls into so many tropes that at some point a train wreck becomes very funny to watch. At some point a train wreck doesn't become about the amount of people who are dying in it, but it becomes about how long the train is. At some point it's like, okay, we're reaching 17, 18 cars of train now, and if it continues for another 516 train cars, I'm gonna sit there and be like, whoa! Now this is just becoming hilarious. Like it, the the pileup just becomes mountainous and it becomes ridiculous. And I love seeing that. I wouldn't it, call Commando an objectively bad film. It's a terrible film. I disagree with that. What single thing could you find redeeming in Arnold Schwarzenegger's Commando? For those of you at home who are uh, under the age of what. 2530. There's a movie um, in Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's, there's a movie called Commando. Uh, some people think it's good. I have not seen it and am actually still above the age of 25, so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It's a, um. Disregard this entire. Yeah, it's a, it's a Feel 1990 free to skip to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. shit. Skip to uh, the time on screen. I didn't screen. know about it either. That's right. Uh, you guys can, if you if you don't want to hear about this and you've never seen Commando, you can skip to the time uh, timestamp on screen. I'll put it up here. And uh, we, we can just skip this conversation entirely. But I do want to talk to Aaron about this because he says that it's actually good. And Reed is I disagreeing with me. I Motherfucker, shut up. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I heard you. I like what do you want? Die. I don't remember Commando at all. Okay, fine. Don't talk. I did skip talk. To the, skip to the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you think Commando? You think Commando should be given what? So you you think it should be giving some grade, some uh, some amazing, fantastic Gosh, you, you film wish you award? Hadn't, uh, expressed any opinions on this? Speaking train. Rides. I have seen I have seen Commando over fifty times in my life. Please tell me what part of Commando you think is worthy of anything. So I would like to start this off no. with okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this. Fuck is, off! I guess this is the time. All right, oh, welcome back, man. everyone. Clicking on the thing <laughs> on the screen. All right, and then there's your time. Now, man, you just cut. You just cut. There you go. I want to hear anything you gotta say good about Canando, and they're just like, "All right, welcome back." All right, all right, Aaron. No, I actually want to hear, Aaron. What? What do you think is? What do you think is good about Commando? All right, so I will start. No. Stop. Sorry. It's okay. We we, we, we we can move on. We can move on. No, I want to hear because I love that film. French I've seen it fifty times in my life. I want to know what you think is good about Commando. Okay, so I will start this off by saying uh, that you misquoted me. I said that I don't think Commando is an objectively bad film. I never said it was good or great or it deserved any award. So you think it's mediocre? Um, 
I would say it's mediocre with moments of jumping the shark. Like, like it jumps the shark pretty early. Yeah. It, Arnold Schwarzenegger, 15 minutes, 15 minutes into the film, Arnold Schwarzenegger tries to start a car to chase down some terrorists who have taken his daughter, and then instead of starting the car because he can't, and they cut the lines in his car, which aren't the way, that's not the way ignition works. But because of that, he opens it up and he looks and sees that the fucking... He grabs the shit and it's the brake line. He grabs the brake line and the brake line's cut and that's that's why the car can't start. He gets back in the car and he does an Arnold Schwarzenegger thing and he opens the door and he pushes the thing over to the ledge of the hill that he lives on and he just goes downhill. Just coasts on it. And just goes through this fucking weaving, ducking and weaving until it comes to a crossroads and he, sm he almost smashes into a car. He misses them and then gets them at the other bend. Uh, unexpected or shocking does not mean good. Absolutely. But, but, people, but people can good. find value in that. People can find value in a thing that... So the only thing that I <laughs> would expect... works, okay. The only thing I would expect to be shocking or strange about that situation is that he didn't hit them the first time. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger in an action movie. Yeah, he misses the first time. That's the only thing I can think of that would be like, okay, that's not what I expected. Parallel view. Okay, let's talk about a movie I've seen called... No! No! Yes. No! We are in the middle of talking about Commando, and I want to know what this nigga has to say. Okay. I want to know. It's my podcast. We're 38 minutes in. We can talk about your shit later. I want to know. It won't matter later. It won't. Nothing will ever matter later. Eventually, the heat death of the universe will kill us all. Nothing will matter later. So, we will all die, and we will probably all live to 80. So in the all right, camera, tell me about Commando. He vomits, like, vodka into the gasoline tank. I don't think that works. It does. It depends okay. on the engine. It, yeah, it depends on... Well, I mean, if it's a diesel, okay. it's not going to work. But, yeah. He, like, yeah. vomited, like, gasoline... Uh, Vodka. Vodka. Yeah, yeah, it'll work. Actually, you can put most alcoholic substances besides beer. If it's a, if it's a high proof liquor, you can put it in the gas. It's horrible yeah. okay. for the engine. It's terrible, yeah, 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 but it'll don't, start that Don't shit. do this, I mean, anybody, he, he did because not it want. will start fucking up your and car. And you want to do the exact opposite, put he, chocolate in it. He did not care. Uh, as, uh, you know, the titular gamer, he did not care. Oh, great. Fucking gamers, dude. Man. Fucking bringing it back. Shit. But you think it was Gerard a mediocre Butler. movie. You don't think it was great. I think it was terrible. Uh, I don't think... Like, like I would probably give it, like, a 4 to a 6 out of 10. Uh, like, it wasn't actively on. awful to watch. I'll give it you that. It had its moments. I'll give you that. It wasn't... Did you just turn monitoring on for no reason? Yeah. Reed just turned monitoring on on the microphone for no reason, even though there's no monitors plugged in. Because I'll show you. Okay. I, you know what? Four out of ten? Sure. I'd probably give it a three, though. He turned it off. Oh. Uh, I think I think I'd give it a three out of ten. Just because I... But I, me and Will have discussed this. Has anybody else discussed this with Will and Aaron? The fact that it comes down to this. Aaron gives a movie a score. Will gives it one point below that out of ten. And then I give it one point below Will out of ten. <laughs> ah, the... It is the every is single right. time. It's every single time. That's exactly the what happens. The price is right option, I see. Exactly. It is. It's every single time. Aaron will find value in a thing. Will will find faults in it. And I will find the least amount of value in a thing. <laughs> it's the, it's cut, the best. Cut deep. Yeah, exactly. Okay, fine. Whatever. We're done talking about Commando. Are we... 
Yeah, we are probably. We are because well, I mean, now. honestly, we'll bring yeah, it back for now. now. We'll bring it back in another episode. Who fucking cares? We're about to call back that shit yeah. at some point. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! We'll link it on screen now. Yeah. <laughs> into the future. Fuck this video. Bring it back, Commando. Go to the next video. No, no, Fuck no. this video. The rest of actually, bullshit. actually, you know what? We'll we will watch Commando at some point. All of us at this table will watch Commando. We'll get back at this table and we'll talk about Commando. It's a great film. It's, it's terrible. You just <laughs> argue. Never mind. No mind. We're, we're off the commando. And welcome back to yeah, yeah, who command. had the balls to click that button and avoid that loss of life. Yeah, so wait, we're wait, back. Please we're tell finally... me there's going to be like four timestamps on screen. Like no, no, every no, no, time no, 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 no. I'm not doing that, but honestly, they did skip about 20 minutes. Man, just timestamp <laughs> into a, like an illegal torrent site. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, in, uh, I'm gonna count down, and then everybody at, uh, the count of three, I want you to just make a whole bunch of noise with whatever you have in your hand. Or just grab a, grab, no, grab that dice bag, Jeff. I want you to just, uh, I want you to grab that. Uh, Reed, I want you to, uh, can you blow into that and make sure, a whole bunch of sure. bubbles? <laughs> Alright, so, no uh, and we're gonna make this the timestamp. <laughs> <laughs> because, fuck so, you! So, uh, so, uh, three, well, one, two, <laughs> read. One, two, three. And we're back. Sorry, you had to actually get away from that with a timestamp, but I mean, there, there you go. Man, Look we're so fucking... concluded. We clipped the shit out of yeah, it. Oh, so, we did. So now I gotta ask, you are gonna edit that out, right? Probably yeah. not. Uh, okay, the, so the fucking nonsense we just did to give you a timestamp. You're, you're gonna edit that, right? <laughs> No, no, that's <laughs> saying it. That's totally saying it. Reed's uh, clapping right next to the listen. fucking map. Classic. Uh, map, Mike. Map. Stop. Stop. God damn it. God damn it. Stop. You're clipping the mic. All you're going to do is turn. All that will happen is I'll be silenced for like whenever you're clapping. That's all that's going to happen. A reverse clap. It basically, it's going to be the exact opposite. And during that, it's going to be like cutting in and out to like silence and loud noise for like, like every like half a second. Yeah, essentially, it's just going to be that. If you're Dynamics processing works that way. If you're wearing Jeff headphones, had an actual sorry. question for me that didn't, res <laughs> didn't have anything to do with Commando. Yeah. No, no, it didn't. Oh really? And I want to know I what it was. It's hard to believe. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I mean, it's been a long commando night, and I want to know what it was that you were asking me. <clears throat> okay, to so, tabletop. So, uh, you, uh, you've actually basically already answered my question. But just to, just to get everybody back on track, uh, my original question was that uh, why other people's <sighs> opinion of you affecting their opinion of your, uh, of the artwork that you actually do was a problem. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you've basically already answered that because you went out of your way to say, "Hey, I like to make good things. I would, I would like to know their actual opinion of individual artwork. I would like the artwork to be good. I don't want to make mediocre crap." You're talking and about I meta. He enjoyed. wants to be less meta. What? <laughs> no, go ahead. Have he your argument. He wants to make pure art less meta. You're talking about meta meta. You explain. You're, you're meta, meta, asking. Meta. I'm confused. Explain. You're asking like. For pure art versus what people think about it, meta. Stop hitting the table here and flip the mic. Pure art versus what versus uh, what people think. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I know what meta is. I, like, 
I don't know because you're not explaining enough. What people think about the art. So you're saying like their meta opinion of the art because of their but opinion of me. it changes the art, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want pure art. Yeah, okay. So pure art without impossible. any meta opinion of the art. Which is basically impossible. And yeah, give or take, unless you give it to a whole bunch of control Give or take, okay, who... give or take. But you like look at art at one period of time and look at it in a different period of time with their biases it will change the my, well my my problem with that is that if something's garbage and garbage. i'm producing garbage if i'm producing a campaign that's garbage yeah aaron will jeff and noah and you hopefully and kira will tell me yes you'll tell me it's garbage yes because um, we are in that moment not having a good time because we are not enjoying the story. Uh, I'd say that till after the session. I think that I'll get a harsher I, response from people like Jeff I doubt, and Noah. And I Kira. doubt Sir Nightington, the character I'm definitely playing at some point, will not. Will be like, God, this is garbage. God, this session sucks. God, this is garbage. Um, this is garbage. Uh, I'd specifically just yeah, we'd point save out it. everything that I We'd noticed. probably save you, it until after the session. Yeah, if after the session you were like, hey, I would like constructive criticism, on I would the, probably tell on you. On the other hand, no, I wouldn't be like that. I wouldn't be like, hey, Patrick, that was fucking garbage. Yeah, that's what I'm I've saying. Never, I don't, I don't think you do it. Like I don't think you do that. I don't think, you, I don't think even I'm if I asked sure for constructive criticism, I don't think you'd give it to me. I'm pretty sure you would uh, get into the psyche of the individuals involved... And then even more so, you'd be like, they didn't quite enjoy it like I wanted them to. It's, it's not, fucking garbage. It's not that, man. It's like you... They didn't feel the emotions I wanted them to. Garbage. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be more like that. And even then, and then I questioned the medium I'm even using, right? Like, it's like, oh, they didn't feel the emotions I wanted to use. Well, maybe I should just write a fucking book or get into making films. Then you'd I'm, have no feedback whatsoever. What do you want to do? Inject them with the emotions? Are you implying that awesome. no one could read my books or watch my films? Yeah, no, I'm I saying. Think he's, I think he's... You're not getting feedback. Immediate feedback? Immediate feedback. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Who cares? What, do you care it, about I, what the internet says about your fucking book? Yeah. Okay, yeah, me probably would. How yeah, drunk are you, I'm saying, read? what? Fuck he's off. Had a full I have glass. I, my drink is empty. Yeah. I'm saying... Would you inject people with your goddamn book, Aaron? I mean, I specifically uh, started... Would you? you yes, no. Think before you publish it. Would you Wait, would you inject? What does inject mean? Inject Hold me. on, hold on. Inject. I'm pretty sure Inject. Will's not even here. Not. Will's not even here to get pissed off. I, oh, you're right. Inject. Damn it, Will's not even here. Inject people with your book. They immediately have emotions in front of you. Because you injected them with your book. Oh, okay. So, like, it's in a syringe, and you yes. can just, like, put you, it in their yeah. arm. and like, You injected them with the story. They immediately feel the story, and you see their wave of emotions in their face and whatever they say, if they shit themselves, whatever. They, You immediately understand their feeling process immediately. Would you inject someone with your book? Aaron. I feel like that's crossing a line of us that are like specifically they asking. They signed hey, up for this. They signed yeah, up. Yeah, they, yeah, got yeah. they signed a waiver. They got a waiver. Okay, yeah. They they actively want to be injected with the book. Inject them with the book. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd say okay, they, okay. How do they feel about your story? Probably not good because I'm not good at writing books. Yeah, I was gonna like, say. Straight up, I started DMing. That's, because, no, that's different. That's <laughs> okay. different. Injecting people with an entire story and plot line, like if you could inject somebody with all of Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, that's great. 
first and foremost. I mean, you're going to save a lot of people a lot of lifetime. Yeah. Uh, so it's I mean, a lot of time. Yeah, you're going to save at least nine hours, and you can inject them in like three seconds. So I, I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a lot of time saved. But Question, at the same time, does they're the second of it. The, the second shot, the prequel shot, does it affect the the first shot? Yeah, the, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, shot. definitely. Okay. Because the first shot is going to be the first shot is going to be all this information, and the second shot is going to be all this new information. Yeah. And this new information will affect their previous. Time. Okay, but look, could they haven't had much? No. Uh, how much time was between episode six and episode one? I don't know. A lot of time. Aaron, you would know. I, I don't know, but. <laughs> It's so gonna, 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 don't worry, it's in the scrolling text at the beginning of the film. At you. It's in the scrolling text at the beginning of the film. It doesn't matter. You'd know. Yeah, you'd know, you'd know because it was injected is there, into you. Is there a fair amount of time between these two shots? Oh, you think like, oh, because like, when they two, were made? Do they cause autism? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> do these Star Wars, Star Wars vaccines cause autism? <laughs> Science says ball. no. Yeah. Science, Science says no, but parents say yes. Oh, okay. Uh, so, are you, you're saying, like, does nostalgia <laughs> play any part? Yes. Essentially. Of course. Can you, and then, can you increase, uh, can you do a mid-shot in between called the nostalgia shot? I would imagine that you That makes could. you hate the second shot. No. I think that you could probably inject somebody with a, with a feeling or something that dampens the first, uh, the first show. To like make them forget a lot of details enough to the point where it's like better. nine it's nine years in the future and it would delete nine years worth of information. Ooh. I think you could do that, uh, but I I care a lot about science, so uh, I I think you could do that. <laughs> oh, yeah? I think it's I think it's possible. Okay. I think you I think you actually could do that. And yes, as much as you're trying to make a joke out of this, yes, I think you could do that. I think it would be terrible. I think if we ever come across that technology, then I think that we will probably ruin other human beings on this planet. And, I mean, we're already doing that, so who cares? But, point being, we were discussing something else. What was it? You interrupted. And? What was it? And you just wasted, like, ten minutes of our lives. Fuck off! What? Don't worry, we're on 5170. Don't worry, we got 51 minutes into the podcast, and we've got plenty of shit. I believe at the end of the last podcast, we discussed that we would talk about what <laughs> Jeff wanted to talk about... And we are 51 minutes into this one-hour podcast, and we still haven't done it. We've gotten through a question and some of its follow-ups. And I wouldn't even say we've gotten through it, because we've made it, what, a quarter of the way around the table? That's correct. Part C, what did you want to talk about? Do you, no, let's, let's silence everybody but me and Jeff for a second and say, Jeff, do you have anything that you'd like to talk to me about that you think I haven't answered already? I mean... Largely, my questions, uh, that, that was literally just a lead-in question, so, um, And you got plenty of, you got yeah, plenty of Yeah, it's got like a fucking 50 minutes of it. Speed run, baby boy. <laughs> and, uh, cue me, like, putting in, like, this entire thing sped up to, like, play in, like three seconds while you say speed run. Uh, um, okay, so, largely, um... My, my original question was why you decided to get out of uh, Tabletop. I got out of Tabletop for a lot of reasons. One of the main reasons that I got out of Tabletop was because um, I was I was ruined on Pathfinder by you. Uh, your, your goblin character with his warg and his, like, his ability to... His combat ability was so heightened and so much further than I wanted anybody's combat, combat and ability to be 
that it became the point for me to where I realized that some people are going to make the best out of a thing that they can with the highest numbers, and some people are going to do this for the acting section. And me and Noah do this for the acting section, you did it at that case, I, and I'm not saying that you don't ever do it for acting, but I, at that point, you made a character that had the best numbers and could do the most amount of damage, or at least had a build that you cared about and could interact with the world in a way in which that build would facilitate. Yeah, um, and just to uh, give give my end on that, um, the reason I made that goblin was because the balance of the game was off, and at that point I was used to playing in a game that was uh, very strictly rules as written, so I made a, uh, like, after my first character got uh, fucking destroyed like three times, <laughs> uh, I, I just built the character that was extremely competent so that I might survive. Um, so your concern was that you would die in my campaign? Uh, my, my concern was that I would die to a troll who had 12 levels in fighter at level 3. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that was my concern, so I built an Yeah, and Reed, Reed already came back from the bathroom and said Patrick's campaign, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like um, I said, I was used to balanced games at that so point. So what, what, you were you So were I just concerned. built a character that was extremely efficient in order to keep oh, it alive and keep that it make, That makes sense. That makes sense because... <laughs> no. That makes sense because from your perspective... You're not playing in a game that's narrative-based. You're playing in a game that is trying to kill you. Well, no. Uh, I was playing in a game where I like the narrative, and I like And obviously having... we've unmuted everybody at the table. Anybody can fucking talk. I'm sorry about that. Oh, that wasn't actually me. serious. Reed's actually talking anyways, but I'm, I'm talking to me. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, go on. Uh, so l largely at that point, uh, it was... I, uh, I'd already had a character die three times, technically. You um, sacrificed your character in the end. Uh, yeah, I ended up sacrificing my character in the end, uh, and I thought that was a good time for him to die, and that was that was fine, which is why I didn't have any problems with him being dead. But when I came back, I was like, cool, I would like a character that can actually be useful in this game and mm -hmm. help my team out. Um, so it was uh, me trying to make, a, uh, make somebody who was extremely competent so that they would actually be a useful member of the party. Um, because my first character was, I don't know if, if anybody cares about Pathfinder builds, I made a guy who uses uh, armor spikes and spike shield and was a uh, war priest in order to make the damage actually tenable. Uh, it, not, it was not a very good build, but uh, I got fucking thrashed, so I came back with an extremely competent person in order to be useful to the party. <laughs> me, and, me and Noah discussed this recently. We were discussing Western RPGs as they were made in the 90s and early 2000s in a response to people who wanted to play tabletop RPGs but wanted to play them by themselves. So Fallout 1, Fallout 2, Knights of the Old Republic, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So those types of games facilitate players who would like to make a character who is as strong as humanly possible. E easily, right? Uh, so, I mean, they just they easily. essentially just put in a fucking set of rules, and then you can break that rules however you want. Yeah, the, also, um, largely, those, those stories tend to be based around that individual character. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, those facilitate this munchkin power-struggling type thing, and that's not wrong. That's perfectly fine for the, I, for the yeah, way they're designed, the, for the way that these these are video games. That's perfectly fine. Those That makes total sense. But as far as uh, tabletop RPGs go, or, no, let me, let me backtrack a bit. When I play these games, when I play Fallout 1, Fallout 2, Knights of the Old Republic, I play a character with 9 in Persuasion, 9 in Lockpicking, 
and melee weapons one, ranged weapons one, and I try to make it through the game in a way that I feel like it would have been the hardest for the game designers to design. I, wa I want to see how I could make it through this with no combat whatsoever. And I find it interesting that you're basically, you were playing a character that you thought was like, that I think of like my character. At first, you played this shield spiked armored knight, and then once you died, you were like, well, I need to make something. Obviously, this game is asking something of me so that I need to make a character that is useful to the party and can actually stand up to it. Yeah, largely. And plus, that was uh, that was very at the very beginning. Plus, it, it's, it's also, it's one of those things where... Um, Largely, uh, to be honest, I really enjoyed that game, but I think Pathfinder was literally just the absolute wrong game to run it in. It was because because while you don't really Aaron like... Aaron is it. I want I want to hear what Aaron has <laughs> to say about this. Uh, Pathfinder is a fun game to play if you are a player. I would never run it as a GM though. Like like as a player, it's cool to have all these options and things that you can do because I'm a big fan of narratives meeting mechanics. Uh, like, in one of Jeff's games, uh, I played this basically, like, spirit mage who only did things with spirits, and that's how he got his powers. And, like, there were actually, like, set out, like, rules for it. Um, and the narrative that I was attempting to weave worked with the mechanics, and it meshed beautifully together. Yeah. Um, but running Pathfinder is incredibly difficult because of the amount of, like, upfront knowledge that you have to have. Reed, Sarah, have you come across this too? Do you think that the amount of upfront knowledge that you need to run Pathfinder as a GM outweighs the amount of knowledge that you need to have as a player? To the point to where running it just becomes a chore and being a player becomes this, what, you're describing it more like a roller coaster ride, really. It becomes this, like, you can do anything as a player, but being a GM is this, you know, you're, main, you're being the maintenance of the of the rides. Uh, well, I, I, I am a believer of the GM should be the person that knows the most about the game, if not close. Yeah. So if each of those characters, you know, the players have to look through all of these options and, like, build these, like, entirely different, like, wildly creative characters then the GM has to know everything about that and things they could possibly build into. Um, but that's just my expectations of me as a Sarah? GM. Yeah, Pathfinder's a headache. There's a whole lot of different stats they get. And that's, there's a reason they want you to be able to do a whole lot of different stuff. So they statted everything out and gave you lots of abilities to do that. Or whatever you wanted. But it's a fucking headache. Even trying to make a character, especially. So you're saying keeping up with it as a GM is even, you know, yes, it's pretty frustrating in general. From a GM, even from like a character standpoint, just trying to keep up with all of the different stuff that you have to do whenever you level up is way more than you do with other RPG systems. You know, I'm curious, Reed, do you agree with that? Do you think that being a GM for Pathfinder is way more. It is so much more frustrating than even from a player standpoint that. Playing Pathfinder can even be kind of frustrating. Uh, we played 3.5. I mean, so you played Pathfinder. You played Pathfinder. You played Pathfinder before, right? <laughs> a little less pretty. Yeah, Pathfinder was a bit better than 3.5, probably. Slightly. Yeah. There was there was a, there was a few things that they that they've changed, but uh, do you think that it was harder? Do you, do you feel like it was harder or easier to play as a player in 3.5 or Pathfinder? Which I think will, I think that will... It really stretches my memory to remember anything about 3.5 or Pathfinder, but I feel like Pathfinder was a little bit 
better. We switched to GURPS pretty much immediately. We really did, didn't we? We and played we, we played tabletop and then we played Pathfinder and we I got almost into DD enough to know that I was a fucking nerd and uh Yeah, we switched to we GURPS almost within like the month. Yeah. That really. we got into Pathfinder. It was like, and then cool, I played D&D one Pathfinder better? game with Jeff and then I was like, fuck Pathfinder. He made a goblin that fucking wrecks everything and oh, uh, my narrative is dead. So I'm just gonna end this and then it's all gonna die and then I will never run it again. I mean Now how did you feel about the GM and did that ex- did that change your perception of the campaign? Yeah. I mean wanna hear? Not really. Okay. Uh, my my perception of a campaign doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't really change all that much based off the person. I have, I have then again I'm I'm an extremely honest individual. Like if if it sucks, I will straight up tell you it sucks. Uh, if there are problems, I will tell you there are problems. But I will also like try and help you out with those problems. Oh, don't help me out with my problems, man. I want to fucking crash and burn. <laughs> me and Aaron right there next to each other want to crash and burn. And now, then I've granted, crashed and burned enough. Yeah. Now, granted, it does depend on the individual as far as how much feedback I will give them. Uh, yeah, for but, sure. Because uh, some people uh, will get upset, and then it's not my goal to upset them. Uh, it's my goal to make the game better or try and help them out in certain circumstances. God, that fucking bug! It's like the I know, right? I know. I'm like motherfucker. Okay, so, so before, before we end, before we end, we we've gone over an hour in this in this podcast. I wanna I wanna say that one starting off, Jeff, you were not the whole reason I stopped playing Pathfinder. The no, no, it, it was just it was more like the last straw. It was like it was like okay, well I'm finally seeing that this isn't for me. It really doesn't does it really doesn't mesh with what I'm trying to get. Oh yeah, I've, I've and then it. and then we and then we looked into more. So I I definitely want to say that it wasn't you in any particular amount. It was it was it it just wasn't you weren't the fault for that, and. Uh, <laughs> Kind of how Reed wasn't the reason that we went to go play GURPS. It was more that GURPS kind of jive with what I did. And it just, I like World of Darkness a lot. And if I had my way, I'd probably run a lot of stuff in a World of Darkness like system. I mean, you can run any, you can run anything in a World of Darkness like system. I know, system. and I need, will. All you need is a bunch of D10s. You need five different things that you can name that are somewhat sort of associated. And then you need about 12 skills. And you know, I had I had an idea for that recently, and I think that we'll get into that to another podcast, but as it is, we've discussed an hour worth of tabletop. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and honestly, it was probably the best time of my life. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, this has, been, this has been the I'll Discuss Anything podcast, episode 8 or 9, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I'm if, Patrick. If, you, if your uh, numbering is correct. Nine. Yeah, correct. Uh, anyways, I'm Patrick. I'm Aaron. I'm Jeff. I'm Sarah. Still been read. And it's still completely doing that. And we'll see you guys next time.